It's showtime with Ricky Lee. Thank you for making our little show one of your favorite entertainment news podcasts. A special shout out to all the listeners here, there, and everywhere. Thank you for giving us your ear. I'm your faithful host, Ricky Lee Travolta. On It's Showtime with Ricky Lee, we always try to keep you entertained while delivering the insider information on the entertainment industry that you crave. Remember to check out our sister publication, lifeandtimes.biz, your guilty pleasure for entertainment news, views, and reviews. Avery Mason is in the midst of a blossoming television career. He is known throughout the world for his portrayal of Black Grimace on the hit stars series Power. He's also appeared on such shows as The Good Wife, The Last OG, Gotham, and The Punisher. That's not too shabby for a stand-up comic who got into acting as a way to eat for free. At six foot four and 260 pounds, Avery is a brick wall of a man, big and solid. However, the laughs do come easy for Avery. As a stand-up comic, he delights audiences throughout the New York area and is eyeing taking his comedy material on the road, hopefully to a city near you. He also hosts the I Don't Know Though podcast with fellow comedian Phil Hunt. Everyone has a story to tell. And on this episode of It's Showtime with Ricky Lee, we take a look at the story of Avery Mason, a big talent on his way up. All right, Avery Mason, I am so thrilled to be talking to you. And what we do here is we, we tell stories. We tell people stories because everyone has a story to tell. And I want to tell yours. I want to say most people know you as Big Grip on Star's Hit Power. But let's go back to the beginning. Let's tell the beginning, the middle, and the end. Let's start with where did Avery Mason come from? How did you get the acting bug? Introduce yourself to to the listeners. What's up, everybody? It's Avery Mason here with uh, Ricky. And, uh, you know, I got my start. um, I'm the son of immigrants. My family's from Trinidad and Grenada. And they came here and uh, both blue collar working class people. And honestly, they did not want me to do this. They wanted me to be like a lawyer, FBI agent, believe it or not. You know, I, <laughs> I could have been arresting people for a living, but uh, found <laughs> out. Now you do it on out. TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for real. Well, I, I, I would love to play an FBI agent. I haven't got to play FBI agent yet. I've been mostly criminals, but uh, <laughs> in real life, I'm nothing like that. <laughs> uh, but I got started in acting uh, through comedy. I started doing stand-up. Um, I, I used to work a real dead-end job. I wasn't happy at it. And uh, I started doing stand-up. And many of your listeners may not know that you don't get a lot of money doing stand-up comedy in the beginning. So I tried to find additional money. And one of my friends in comedy was like, well, why don't you try acting, background acting? Because they'll pay you like 100 bucks or something, and then you'll get food. And when she was like, yeah, you'll get food, I was like, I'm sold on free food. I'm there. Because <laughs> you're like a starving food. artist at this point, right? I mean, you're earning pennies doing stand-up probably, you know? Yeah, dude. It, it is. There's no money. And you get like maybe 10, 15 bucks, if that. 
So uh, I started doing background acting and I made uh, anything I do in my life. I try to make goals for myself. So when I started background acting, my goal was to get on every show that was being filmed in New York City. So that's Law and Order. That's uh, Orange is the New Black. All of these shows that they had. And I almost got on all of them except for one, which was Power. Okay. And I could not get on that show for nothing. I was trying. I did Luke Cage. I, I did daredevil i could not get on power for nothing and then like uh i remember a casting notice had come out about looking for a featured role on the show so i put in for it and i actually got it that role ended up turning into uh black grimace which was the name of my character once they moved me up to a a, a recurring uh co-star on the show that became that's what became BG. That that first opportunity in season two as a featured player, and they bumped me up in season three. Okay, and the rest now, is so history. You have a very intimidating look. You're you're stand up comic, but you're what <laughs> six four six five. You're a big guy. Yeah, yeah, six four. Yeah, two sixty. Yeah, and and <laughs> so you know you you get cast in these tough guy roles. And uh, was that starting out in background, was that to your advantage, not blending in to the background or did that, or was that a hard thing to to overcome? Dude, that's a really good question because I'll be honest with you in the beginning, it was tough because when you're doing background, you're, you're, you're not supposed to stand out. You're basically living uh, props. So I remember there was a movie with Dakota Johnson that I was doing background in and I was there. I don't remember the name of it, but, I, you know, I was there all day. They hadn't used me. Then I finally got used for one scene and I'm just like walking and then the guy comes up. He's like, yeah, we're not going to use you in this one. And I'm just like, all right. <laughs> so I went and sat in my car for the rest of the time. Nobody came looking for me and I got paid pretty much to be there the whole day. And I heard one of the, the PAs talking like, yeah, what happened to that really big guy? He was like, yeah, he was too tall for the scene. Like he was distracting. So uh, <laughs> it was kind of, it, it was the beginning was kind of tough, but then you realize it's your advantage um, at a point. It, it's what makes me different. It what makes me unique. So in the beginning, I thought it was a, a disadvantage, but now I'm realizing as my career is going on that it's helpful to me to stand out and be something different. And also people are surprised. They're like, you look at this really big intimidating guy. And then you talk to me, like, oh, this guy's a teddy bear. I'm like, absolutely. I'm a teddy bear. <laughs> I love hugs. <laughs> okay. 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 I love this. All right. So. Yeah. Yeah. You play the tough guys, though, because you, you got to play, you, you got to know your type, you know? Yeah, that's right. That's and right. You know your type and you can make money playing your type. And so you found your that's type. That's true. But you're a teddy bear in real life. Was it hard to start learning to play a badass? Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. So, you know, growing up the way I did, uh, I grew up, I had two sisters. I'm only born in my family. Um, I got picked on a lot. So a lot of what the toughness comes from is getting bullied. I used to get bullied a lot. And, you know, you, you know, you learn, you learn toughness, uh, especially growing up in the time I grew up in New York. So I learned how to, I learned how to handle myself. And I also channel some of that anger sometimes when I have to play a really serious or angry role. Like if, you know, if if I put, I used to be a bouncer too. So I I would, I was acting as when I was a bouncer, swear, seriously, because I never, I never want to be a bouncer, but like when you're trying to make money as a beginning actor, you do any job. So I was a bouncer and I would put on this face and people would, it would never, I would never have any problems because people would always just see it and be like, yeah, I don't want to mess with that guy. He looks like he's in a bad mood all the time or he's hungry or something. I don't want to bother him. 
but that's you channel those things to bring out that performance. It helps. Okay. Okay. So you get this 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 feature role on Power. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it, it's it's not a big role. Did you even have a line? Uh, oh, so um, that was season two. I didn't have any lines. I was no. just there. I like I, how, I literally if you, I open the door for him and then I like I look in I give him a head nod I close the door that was it that was my first appearance on Power in season two. Okay, so how did that grow from that little bit to yeah. an actual character, actual fans of the character, actual That's, following? You know, it, it's 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 hard to say, but I'll tell you what I think it was. It was that. Um, I always showed up on time to set. I, I always showed up. I, I was a professional. I asked questions. Um, and I believe fate kind of took a turn because they, they they kept calling me back to come do scenes in that season. Like I was the featured guy. They would come to me and they were, hey, come back. I had no lines. I would just be sitting there. And then like between season two and season three, uh, I ran into the, the creator of the show, Courtney Courtney Kemp. And she saw me on set and I didn't know who she was, but we were talking. We had a great conversation. I made her laugh a couple of times. She's like, you know, you have a really great look, you know, you, you know, you, you, how long have you been doing this? And I told her, she's like, okay. I thought nothing of it until somebody told me later, oh, that's the creator of the show. I was like, I had no idea. So they contacted me, but like uh, when the show started filming, said, we have a role we think might work for you. Would you like to come in an audition? And I thought somebody was playing a prank. That uh-huh. never happens. That dude, you and you've been act to you know that never happens like that where you know you're doing background and someone's like I think you know, I I thought it was a joke and I said stop playing no 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 this is this is me from production dude like we want you to come in and read and I went in um uh, shout out to Christine Cromer her office was the one who auditioned me and I was there for like thirty minutes and I was just nervous 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 <laughs> but it I, I did a great job and they called me in to become Black Remus. And from season three all the way to Black Grimace's demise in season six, I was on the show. It was a and wonderful you, opportunity. You also did Gotham, The Last OG, and The Punisher. Now, I was a big oh, yeah. fan of The Punisher. Um, yes. That, that had to, I want to say that had to be a fun show to be on, but no, it, that had to be a really tough show to be on. I mean, there wasn't a lot of laughs in that one. Well, no, not not in front of the camera, but I'll tell you something behind the scenes if I can yeah. share this with you. That's okay, yeah. some behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. John Bernthal and I live in the same area in Brooklyn. So he started talking. He could tell I was nervous. He's talking to me, and he starts like, yeah, you know, I'm from Brooklyn. I live in Park Slope. I was like, I live in Park Slope, too. So he starts te- I didn't believe him. He starts telling me about some of the areas he played basketball, because we both played bas- basketball. And he's like, yeah, I played the YMCA on 9th. I'm like, I played at the YMCA on 9th. He starts... When I tell you he started talking, this is the most fun I had on set. He started talking so much trash. If you guys look at John Bernthal, you think he's a serious actor, which he is. When the camera stops rolling, if he, he talks so much trash, and I loved it because I was talking trash back. I said, John, whatever you want it. There's a court right over there. Let's go play ball, like, right now. And um, my last day of filming on Punisher, I, uh, as, like, a joke, I sent him, like, a mini basketball and a basketball hoop. I said that I like gave it a gift. I told the PA to put it in his thing and tell him it's for me. So like anytime you want it, you know, you just shoot the little hoop there, so we can go. That was that was awesome. I didn't know I didn't know any. That was one of the best experiences I had because it it you know he he was really kind to me on set and he really welcomed me because he I, he my first guest starring role and I was really nervous. He was so kind and and open and gracious on set. Wonderful guy. And then now, do you still do stand up as well? 
Absolutely do. I absolutely still do stand up. Yes, I've been stand up since 20, started in 2014. So, man, coming up on 10 years in in March. (laughs) So how do you balance the two? How do you balance the acting career and the stand up career? Is is it an easy balance or do you have Mm -hmm. to kind of pick and choose? It's it's not an easy balance um, because it's like one one thing that I do pays the bills around here, keeps the lights on, and that's the acting. The comedy is a passion, so I, I sometimes I, I'm not able to do the comedy as much as I would like, but I'm always working on my material, and then when I'm not on set, I'm always up and performing. I'll go to open mics, I'll go to clubs, I'll go to independent shows, and I'll, I'll you know I keep working. As a, as a comic, you have to keep working on your material. It's like a muscle. You've got to get in there every day as much as you can and, you know, do your weights, do you get your reps in so you can build the muscle. And then you get it to a point where you can, even if you don't perform as much as you like, you can still get on stage and it's like riding a bicycle. So, you know, I'm always working on uh, my set when I'm not on set. Okay. Okay. And um, is, it, is it fun to just pop in and just do an open mic and, and not, you know, ha- not have anybody there waiting for you or is, is it more fun to do it when they ha- you have the fans there, when it is, uh, you know, an Avery Mason show and everyone is there to see you? I think it's both for me because it's like one is no expectations. You go in and, and you know, sometimes people are like, oh, he's just a comic and it's great. I'm free. I can speak as I'd like and make whatever jokes I want. And nobody's looking at me like, well, that's the guy from Luke Cage. <laughs> um, but then there's the other time when you come in sometimes it's nice you walk in and some people are like Woo, hey I know that guy and they want to take pictures it's, I'd be lying if I said it you know it, it didn't feel good to, to inspire some people and get people excited when I come in and they're paying attention you know, normally you go to some shows and people are just like on their phones you come in hey man that I've seen that guy on Gotham or whatever I've seen that guy on, he was on the last OG and now now people put the phones out and they're paying attention and they want to hear what you're talking about so I, 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 I think both things are true I really do I like both. (laughs) You're listening to It's Showtime with Ricky Lee, your backstage pass for all things entertainment. I'm your host, Ricky Lee Travolta. Today, we're joined by television actor and stand-up comic Avery Mason. You can keep tabs on Avery and his performing career at AveryMasonOfficial.com. And be sure to check out the I Don't Know Though podcast. Remember to check out our sister web publication, lifeandtimes.biz, your guilty pleasure for entertainment news, views, and reviews. And now, back to the show. Now, one of, the, one of your outlets for your comedy is you do a podcast. And it's the I Don't Know Though podcast so tell yeah, me a little bit about that you have a partner that you do that with and yes give me a little lowdown on it i watched a couple yeah, episodes ricky is on it man you gotta teach me how to do segues man that was an incredible segue because I, I used to do radio back in the day dude and i've been like my whole life i've been trying to work on my segues which i'm terrible at this is a master class in segues thank you sir I appreciate you. Thank you. Think about. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I do a podcast um, with, uh, he's a fellow comedian of mine. His name is Phil Hunt. Um, maybe some of your listeners may not know him, but he opens up for Alonzo Bowden and he's also performing. He's a working comic. He performs uh, New York Comedy Club, performed at Caroline's and Gotham Comedy Club. He's a very 
well-known comic here in New York scene. And uh, we started the podcast uh, during COVID. Um, there was nothing happening during COVID. Everybody was at home and, you know, it started off as us. We would have these weekly calls. I would call him every week and talk to him. And, you know, eventually I was like, you know, man, why don't we just put this on podcast and, you know, just put these conversations out there for everybody to hear. Just give us something to do because we weren't doing anything. And uh, we we ended up keeping it going after COVID was over. And uh, we decided to it's we decided to keep going with it. So right now we're up to almost 100 episodes. And basically what it is, it's, we do, it's like a pop culture podcast. We talk about things going on in the media. Uh, we talk about sports, a lot of sports with sports guys. Do Obviously, we talk about comedy, things that make you laugh. And then we also give really bad advice. The way we <laughs> see it is, well, the way we see it is that, you know, there's people out here who cannot afford health insurance, can't afford a therapist. You can write into our show, ask us serious questions, which people do do. And we give you advice from a comedic perspective. Now, the advice may or may not work. That's why the show is called I Don't Know, though. So here we give you this advice. Will it work? Hey, I don't know. <laughs> Good luck. You got to give <laughs> me an example. You, you tease me like that. Throw me an example of a oh, serious, a serious uh, issue uh-huh. that you then came back with, with a comedic solution. Okay. So we have people that write in questions like all the time. Um, one of the questions, uh, was, it was about the, the, so this, this woman was getting married and, uh, she didn't know whether or not she wanted to invite her mother-in-law because her mother-in-law insisted on wearing like white to the wedding. It was, a, it was like a really big deal. She's like, you know, this, you know, you know my husband wants his mom there, but I don't know how I feel about it. Cause she's always grandstanding and scene stealing, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and basically both of us were like, well, you know, if you just, you know, you know, we're guys, dude, like we don't, we don't care about colors. We, I I basically said, I was like, well, why don't you just pick a different color? (laughs) Just pick a different color. Don't make it white, pick a purple, pick a fuchsia. You know what I'm saying? Pick a color she doesn't like. So that way everybody's wearing a color and she's one wearing white. And she's just like, I don't want to be here. It was something, it was, I I can't remember the specific, like, but there was something like that to where we both just like, yeah, this is a silly question. But we get questions like that all the time. Some stuff about work stuff. Um, I'm trying to remember one of the more recent ones we answered was somebody like, how do I, this person makes inappropriate jokes at the job. How do I approach them? Because the jokes are bad and people laugh because he's a boss. And we were just like, bad jokes. You got to return it with same bad joke energy. If you want them to not give you bad jokes, you give bad jokes to them to, their, to where they're like, yeah, it's not funny, dude. Like Bad just, joke energy. Bad joke. Yeah. You have to trademark that. That's going to be your your next podcast. Put it on a t-shirt. Bad joke energy. Yes, yes. (laughs) And then it's going to spin it off into bad joke energy drinks and whole. You know, we have licensing going on. Oh, there you go. Stickers. Yes. You 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 do a video version of that on YouTube as well. Is that right? Yes, yes, we do. That is that is correct. We uh the video version is available on YouTube. But if you go on YouTube and you search um I don't know though pod, it, it should come up right under YouTube. As well, we are, we're trying to do that more because I think that's the way the world is moving. You know, we started off doing audio and you realize that you get more interaction and, and engagement on YouTube where people can see you, see your faces and, you know, the gestures you're making. So we're, we're starting to transition our podcast from audio only to now we're doing it probably like video podcast, probably like twice a month. And then we'll move up as as, you know, things progress. And 
We're doing alright. Not too bad. We got like two sponsors, which I'm like, I didn't, I didn't start it to get sponsors, dude. I was just like, we're just doing this so we're not bored at home during COVID. And people are like, no, nah, you want to put our product on your show? And I was like, really? Okay, uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm not say no to that. So, so now, do you have to use their product, or or do you just do a a spot for them, or? Well, we we do well both. I we don't have to use the product. They ask us to use the product and promote it. And since um, it's it such a great product like, that so. I'll let you plug on the show. What is the product? Are you serious? Okay, cool, man. So there's two of them we have. We yep. have one called Magic Mind, and it's basically it's like a natural energy drink. It's a coffee replacement. So if you don't want coffee stains on your teeth, you don't want any like weird uh, jitters from drinking too much coffee. You drink Magic Mind. And it's natural. It gives you that boost. You drink it with breakfast, orange juice. Drink it with breakfast. Yeah, drink it with breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, it's and if you want, to, if your listeners want to try it, or you, Ricky, you want to try it too. It's great. You go to www.magicmind.com forward slash idktho, and I'll even I'll give you some money if you want to buy it. I'll give you twenty percent off out of my bank account. Fine, fine. Use the promo code IDKTHO20, and it'll take 20% off of that. And um, we also work with a Black-owned business that promotes premium Black-owned brands. It's called Julo. Julo.shop. Use my name, Avery, and you'll get 5% off on all the products owned by women and Black-owned businesses if you want to support um, them. There's some great products on there, all kinds of products, planners, uh, stickers, toys, clothes. I mean, food, you name it. It's on there, and it's Julo.shop. Promo code Avery, my name, A-V-E-R-Y. There we go. Yeah. Now, you got to tell me where Thank does you for that. Big, of course, where does Big Kev fit into Oh, all no. That? You wow. got to tell me where you Big Kev me. comes in. Oh, geez. Okay. Dang, Ricky, you didn't even take me back to my radio days, man. So, like, I used to do radio. Before I was doing stand-up, and when I was in college, I was doing radio. And I was on my DJ name. My DJ name was Big Kev. I, I used to do radio in um, Albany, New York years ago and that was like everybody knew me because i called my show the ice cream shop i told them i had 50 different flavors of hits and like <laughs> I'm just embarrassed. i don't i don't want to say this embarrassing i have 50 different flavors of hits right here in the ice cream shop with uh big cab uh so Ke- my my working name is avery mason i don't mind telling people this my real name is kevin mason all right um when you join the union you can't have the same name as everybody else and when I was ready to join, someone was already named Kevin Mason. So I had to I had to use Avery so I could work. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I use my middle name as my acting. But Big Kev was my DJ name because, you know, obviously Big Kev, 6'4", big guy. And uh, I was DJing. I was uh, used to MC weddings and DJ weddings. Um, and when I first started doing comedy, I went by the name Big Kev HD. I just, it's just bad. Like well, you have a you have your own YouTube channel. I and do. That, I do. Big yeah. Kev videos on it, which is where I was like, yeah, Big Kev comedy. Yeah, yeah. Where does Big Kev come in here? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Big Kev comedy is the old name. It's it's now under Avery Mason official. If you look for Big Kev comedy, it won't. But if you go on YouTube, type in the Avery Mason official. All my videos and all that stuff, all the sketches, all the blogs and stuff, that'll all come up if you want to check that out on YouTube. Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about right. Avery Mason official at YouTube. What? What? what yeah. Tell me about that YouTube channel. So I started that YouTube channel a while ago before I really knew what I was doing. I was just, you know, initially I was putting up like random videos. So, for example, I had the 
I had a couple of videos and they kind of go viral. I was uh, taping the Labor Day parade. This was around the time that the police were dancing with the, the parade goers and they got in trouble for it. <laughs> I put that video on and it kind of went a little viral. So I started putting up more videos. Um, I used to do MMA also. And I have a couple of videos of me sparring on the channel as well. So I, I have some of that up there. And then once I started doing comedy and I started acting, I started putting like behind the scenes stuff of what I what I was doing during comedy and also when I was acting, like when I got ready for my first red carpet, I have a little vlog about that, me shopping and then uh, you know, this is and, and some sketches that I've done and some of my stand-up too as well is all is all on that channel. So if you want to get like kind of like a full 360 picture of me as a person, Avery Mason official on YouTube and go check it out. Some good videos on there too. You guys would like it. But going back to the I don't know though podcast. Yes. How often do you do it? Um, is this where the future is going for you? Is this like your main concentration right now? Um, I, I, you know what? I, 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 we do. So we, we try to film a podcast. We try to do one episode uh, a week if possible. But again, both of us are like working in the entertainment industry. So a lot of it's hard for us sometimes to be as consistent as we like. So we try to get up about two or three episodes a month. We do one video episode when the schedule permits. Um, do I think this is my future? Yeah, I would love to keep doing it. And I do think this is where the future of entertainment is going. Like everybody has a podcast now. Uh, and, 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 and they're very popular. Like you, you, I mean, I think they're so successful because it's like, it's not run by like the corporate machine. You know what I mean? Like a lot of them are independent and they kind of bring their audiences in and, maybe to an extent, I do feel like this is the future of like entertainment, dude. Like, I feel like people are going to be curating their own product and people are going to come to them, not to the, like the big guys to, to get it. The big guys will start coming to the little guys and like, Hey, we want to put you on a bigger platform. You know, that's, I think that's, what's going to start. You, that's, that's what YouTube is essentially. I mean, YouTube is like free TV. Like, I don't know if you remember this, you look too young, but you may not remember public access television. Oh, remember, yeah. <laughs> you remember, you remember, like you can see anything on public access television, dude, and that's basically what podcast is. Public access, anybody with a with a with a phone and a charger and a mic, anybody can say, you know, what I mean, whatever they want. So, like, that's I feel like that's really where this is going, dude. And then, what about your acting career? Where, what is the future there? What is the <laughs> ambition, and what's what do we have coming up in the more immediate future? Well, um. The strike is now over, yes. so we're we're back to auditioning, and that that is the one thing as an actor. It's like it's like getting your reps up. You got to get auditioned. So right now, I've been auditioning for a bunch of different things. Um, I can tell you something I auditioned for because I don't know if I got it yet, but I auditioned uh, Tim Robinson, who just won an uh, Emmy Award um, for his uh, show. Uh, I think you should leave on Netflix. Um, I auditioned for something he's got coming out with um, with Paul Rudd soon so I, I i would love i don't mind saying because you know it's it's out there it's not like it's public information so whatever <laughs> but uh I, I'm, I just did that one i'm really hoping that like i can get that because i'm a big fan of his um and uh a couple of things i did audition for but things are just kind of starting to uh build up again so we just You're came out getting of the strike, regular like, auditions yeah yeah like. things just things are just starting to build up again like this is like the first month where things kind of feel normal for me um because when the, sh the strike ended i want to say like i think november november october i think it ended and it's kind of for those of you who don't know it's late in the year uh 
for anything to really be filming. There's not much going on. So once once things kind of started opening up, you have to wait until like the next year before everything starts coming down and they start putting out the breakdowns and things like that. And then as far as the stand-up goes, um, do you just do clubs in the New York area? Do you go around the country? Any plans for a special or anything? Man, I don't have any plans for a special. I probably should be thinking about that because I do have enough material to, to do a special. But uh, right now, I'm just mostly co concentrated in the New York area. However, if any of your listeners would like to bring me out to where you are, I do travel. I mean, I have done comedy in Virginia. I have done comedy in Florida. I've been at some of the clubs down there. So if you want me to come, uh, hit me up. Uh, Avery Mason Official on Instagram. DM me and I, I'll, I'll be glad to come out to where you are and perform. I have no problems doing that. Um, and Avery... Tell us again, anybody who wants to keep track of your career, see where you're going, see where we can see you next, um, book you for a comedy gig, book you for a TV show, a film, where do we find out information on you? Where, what, what's your handle again? All right. So the best way to do it, I tried to brand the same way across all my social media, but some some jerk stole my name on Twitter. So <laughs> Avery Mason Official is for everything. That's TikTok. That's Instagram. On Twitter, it's the Avery Mason. And then you can also go to my website, AveryMasonOfficial.com, if you want to keep in touch with me or keep up with what I'm doing, man. It's all on there. You know, it's all on. Avery. If you don't see this forehead, it's not me. It's right. My for you know the, the politicians are like, you know, I approve this message. If you don't see this forehead, the message is not approved. So it's not me. <laughs> it's not real. Avery, we love you. We love your forehead. Thank you so much for spending this time with me, my man. Uh, <laughs> I look forward to seeing more of you in the future, dude. You're a cool dude. I love it. I can't wait. Thanks for having me, uh, Ricky. I really appreciate this, man. And let me be on your platform and, and, and talk to your listeners, man. It's really, really dope of you, man. Thank All you right. very much. Thanks, brother. You've been listening to It's Showtime with Ricky Lee, your backstage pass for all things entertainment. I'm your host, Ricky Lee Travolta. Remember, you can listen to It's Showtime with Ricky Lee anytime any place on all major podcast apps. Today, we've had the great pleasure of talking to actor and comedian Avery Mason, who you'll remember from his appearances on Power, Gotham, The Last OG, and The Punisher. Big things are happening for Avery Mason. Keep tabs on his career at AveryMasonOfficial.com and check out his I Don't Know Though podcast. And of course... Make plans to join It's Showtime with Ricky Lee next week for another fun episode. This is Ricky Lee Travolta signing off. I'll see you in the spotlight.